test, test. Hello everyone, we want to take this opportunity to say thank you. As you go at the Golden Boot, so do our needs, but we cannot do it without you. We ask that you continue to like our posts, share our content, and subscribe to our YouTube, Facebook, and other social media platforms. You may also visit thegoldenboot.com for the latest merch. If you would like to make a financial donation, you can do so through Cash App at Money Sign Golden Boot. Or paypal at paypal.me slash golden boot we look forward to bringing you more laughs knowledge and entertainment and again thank you for your endless support sincerely and respectfully the golden boot team the views and opinions expressed in the golden boot podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the golden boot podcast as a whole y'all ready to get rolling quiet on the set Welcome back to another episode of the Golden Boo. It's your boy Pooh Bear. Uh, in this thing by myself tonight, Mr. Petty Murphy, taking care of some family business. But I want to chime in, drop in, and uh, talk a little bit with y'all tonight, man. Drop a few things. Uh, first off, shout out to everybody in the chat. What's good, Julian? Julian was uh, he was the first overall, but my man Dave came in first on Facebook. What's good, Preston? What's good, man? I, I, you need to change your name. It's now Peyton Daddy. When you have kids, you, you're no longer by your name. You are your child's daddy. But uh, what's good, everybody? Kenny Mack in this thing. What's good, Kenny Mack? Uh, but like I said, man, I want to jump in and talk real quick. We, this might be a real quick show because uh, we got to talk some baseball. 
got to talk some baseball. There was a lot of uh, there was a lot of panic in the fan base in the LSU fan base uh, Friday after a, a collapse by the baseball team. Uh, I'm not sure how everybody feels right now, but uh, I, I just want to bring things back and put it in perspective. But first, before we get started, let me jump in here and do this. Shout out to our sponsors over at Bet Online. BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your baseball information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds, news, and info for everything March Madness and NBA this year. From the Final Four to the NBA playoffs, BetOnline is your sports information headquarters this season. If you love sports information, scores, news, and podcasts, you'll find everything at BetOnline. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head on over to the website, that is BetOnline.ag, or use your mobile device to get in on action. Be sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, good people. Let's talk about this baseball game. I mean, this baseball series. Um, LSU this weekend. We opened up the series on Thursday. This was actually so far. This was probably the last Thursday we'll see uh, up until we get to um, – Conference, well, I say conference play, I'm sorry, to the tournament when we have, you know, of course, the uh, <laughs> the games during the week over in Hoover at the Hoover Met. Uh, but Thursday night, man, uh, LSU came out and jumped on all over Kentucky. Uh, you had two grand slams, a three-run home run, and then you had a few little scores uh, sprinkled in there. And LSU actually uh, – Technically, I guess you say they walked it off with a uh, run uh, mercy rule in the eighth inning to win it 16 to six. I think everyone got kind of a little comfortable, got a little excited, you know, felt like, hey, we we might win this. You know, this this series might be a, a cakewalk. We know LSU's had some struggles uh, off uh, pitching wise. Uh, the bullpen is kind of falling apart, a few, uh, uh, you know, a few games, but. On Friday, LSU ended up getting a 6-2 lead uh, before uh, a few errors on the infield, and then all of a sudden, bam, the the uh, chicken little came out, the sky was falling, and it was uh, all hell broke loose, I guess, for lack of better terms. Uh, Kentucky ended up winning 13-10 on Friday. Um, LSU came out yesterday and in a hard-fought battle, ended up winning 7-6. The, the game-winning run ended up being a hit-by-pitch RBI uh, after loading the bases. Uh, Kentucky loaded the bases for LSU. Uh, they were hit-by-pitch and ended up pretty much uh, walking in the uh, winning run. Then they came out, shut the door in the ninth to get the win. LSU, at this point, has played all their first five matchups have been top 25 matchups. I know at the time the, the game against Texas A&M wasn't, uh, but now looking back, it, it's not fair to say that, you know. Uh, but right now, you know, saying that was a top 25 matchup. Um, but let's look at what's going forward. Going forward, you have Ole Miss. And I'm not even looking at the midweek games because, I, to be quite honest with you, 
looking at some of these midweek games, they might actually be a little bit harder than some of the games you will face in your conference play remaining. You've got Ole Miss, who is 20 and 16, 3 and 12 in the conference. Next, you have Bama, that is 26 and 11, 6 and 9 in the conference. You've got Auburn, that is 2015 and 1, 5 and 10 in the conference. 22 uh, Mississippi State is after that with 22 15, 5 and 10 in the conference. And then you finish out with Georgia, that is 19 and 17, 4 11 in the conference. So on average, the teams you'll be facing are 21 and 15 overall and 5 and 10 in the conference. That's on average. Ladies and gentlemen, the road gets a little bit easier from here. I'm not saying every series is going to be a cakewalk. I'm not even saying that you should blow out all these teams. But what I am saying is that your Friday night games are probably going to be the toughest uh, where you're going to face your toughest pitching, which is, you know, normal anyway. Uh, But after that, it should get a little bit easier because most of these teams, uh, if I'm looking back this past weekend, Ole Miss, for instance, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they won game one and then lost the last two games. Um, Alabama uh, lost game one to Auburn, but then won those next two games. Um, And then Georgia won game one against, who are they playing? Florida. They won game one against Florida and then lost their last two games. So if we can get through Friday nights, should be a little bit easier on, on Saturdays and Sundays for us. Uh, also, another thing, you're back to playing a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday game. That means your pitching rotation can be a little bit normal. You you don't you're not stretched as thin as you were. One thing that um, Jay Johnson mentioned was because of the the arms that they use against Tulane, they ended up having to um, kind of plan a little bit more strategic on Friday night. On Saturday, they had more arms available, um, and and as my good man Ant says, uh, he said, "Hold it down." I'm gonna do my best, man. It's hard. It's hard without you, man. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. But uh, he said it's gonna be hard for teams to win on Friday versus scheme. Completely agree. Um, but that's going to be the toughest pitching that you're going to face. Um, Preston comes in. Preston times in. Uh, he said the spoiled kids live in a uh, world where LSU is undefeated against Bama. <laughs> LSU has a basketball uh, natty and baseball is number one. And Jim went to the natty and he thinks it's normal. Yeah, he's talking about his son. Uh, yeah, but actually the fun thing about that, Preston, most of your fans here, uh, LSU fans, are the same way. Uh, they live in a world where we have beaten Bama. We're undefeated in Bama in the last few matchups. Back football wise, uh, and by undefeating the last few matchups, just meaning the last one we played, uh, you have uh, a number one baseball team that you think you should sweep everybody. It doesn't matter what their rank, doesn't matter where you're playing. You just think you should sweep everyone. Uh, pitching is is uh, up and down, but you you think that everything you throw is a strike, and if it's not a strike, that pitcher is trash, and you need to sit them on the bench. It's a lot of panic that i've seen uh these past few weeks uh and i like i said i just wanted to put things in perspective we have played and i don't know if this has ever happened um i'm i'm not a historian i have not looked it up but lsu has literally played 
some of the best competition in the SEC so far. Um, the only team we hadn't played and won't play is Florida. Uh, Vanderbilt is still up there. We haven't played. We won't play Vanderbilt, but I think Vanderbilt is fool's goal. If you look at who Vanderbilt has played, um, actually, let's look at that. Let me pull up Vanderbilt's conference schedule thus far and and look at that because who they've played in the conference does not really sell me on how good they are. They've played Ole Miss and swept them. Played Mississippi State, swept them. Played Georgia, swept them. Played Missouri and lost one. And the best competition they've had thus far was South Carolina. Uh, and they got them at they got South Carolina in Nashville at home. So uh, I think that is by far the best competition they've played thus far. But I'm not sold. Um, realistically, I would have wished we could have played that third game against South Carolina, won that series. And I think that probably would have put a lot of uh, more ease on people's conscience. Um, but yeah, that's that's who Vandy has played thus far. Um, even their out of conference going back um when they did, they played in the that opening weekend in the um I want to say it was in Arlington. Uh they lost to TCU, they beat uh, Oklahoma State and they beat Texas. Um then from there they played they lost to Central Arkansas. Um they they took two out of three from UCLA which was, again, that was impressive. Uh, but then from there, they haven't really played much competition. So I think, again, fool's gold. Tim Corbin is an amazing coach, but they haven't done anything thus far. So that's my my gist on it. I know a lot of you guys are, are probably uh, see things maybe a little bit different, but, yeah, that's what I got. Um my man Julian says, the goal is now to end the conference in the top four so that you can uh, get the buy into either Wednesday or Thursday, if I remember correctly. That is correct. Um, I Actually, I think that is correct. Yeah, you get that buy so you don't have to worry about um, having to use as many arms. Um, but, yeah, get 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 in the top four. Uh, let me look at see where LSU stands now. If I'm not mistaken, because I when I looked earlier – LSU was still in the top. I think they were top two in the West. Um, uh, yeah, so LSU at nine and five is uh, number two in the West. Um, but because of it'll be a combined standing, you've got Vanderbilt thirteen and two, Florida at, at eleven and four, South Carolina at ten and four, Kentucky at ten and five, and then you've got Arkansas at eleven and four. And LSU at nine and five, so yeah, LSU needs to to finish out, um, finish out strong. Uh, they need to get a, a few sweeps in these next few series. Um, winning two out of three on the back half in, in each series is not going to cut it. You've got they've got to sweep some of these teams, and being that they will play against, um, let's see here, they've got alabama they literally we've got the bottom half of the sec west and the bottom team in the sec east left you've got alabama mississippi state auburn Ole miss uh and georgia you've got to sweep those you've got to sweep those um and uh let's see brandon chimes in what's up brandon glad you joined us tonight he he tells us 
a true story. The East will start eat to eat itself, and that is true. So a lot of those teams who are ranked up there are going to help you out. Um, it's going to cannibalize itself. You've got to step up. You've got to win uh, at least. I honestly think if in the next four of these next series, you know five series, you've got to win at least. Let's see, yes, let's see, fifteen. You got to win at least thirteen games. Now you're you're safe going into uh, the the tournament. I think you're going to be okay. Uh, I think regional play, you're in a good hands. You're in good standings there, but you do want to solidify that. Taking two out of three is not going to cut it. If you just go ten and ten and five, the next five series It's not going to be. I don't know. I think you've got to. You've got to do some things there. Um, let's see here. What we got in the chat? Uh, Trey, what's good, Trey? Trey says, uh, number one in the country will be number six in the SEC tournament currently. Yeah, it's interesting. Very interesting. Um, so, yeah. My man Dave said, catch 22. Got to save the arms and save pitches when uh, – save pitchers when uh, – I'm guessing save pitchers whenever possible. But they also need uh, the reps to improve on their skills. That is very true. Um, I think Thursday – I mean, not Thursday. Uh, midweek games are going to be important. The, the biggest thing here is you're not going from a Tuesday to Thursday um, anymore this season up until the tournament. You're going to be in a Tuesday – and then Friday type situations. Um, I I don't think we have any Wednesday games here. I have to go back and double check, but I think that's where that stands. Um, but yeah, man, that's what we said with LSU baseball. You guys let me know what you think. Uh, like I said, I think we're in good hands. I think we're good. Let's get 13, 12 out of the next 15. I think we're in good standings. Uh, don't lose any series. That is also another key. So, uh, but yeah, let's move on to some basketball as well. Actually, before we do that, I want to shout out to our lady tigers, the gymnastics tigers. Uh, they had a very, very kind of up and down season. Um, but they fought, they made it all the way to the finals, to the final four in gymnastics. Um, they actually ended up in fourth place. Uh, Oklahoma ended up winning it all again. I think Florida was second, and I think UCLA was third, or I could have UCLA and Florida make a flop, uh, flip flop. But I want to say congratulations to those ladies. Uh, I think this is a great foundation to build on for next year. We have a lot of great, great talent coming back. Uh, young lady, uh, Harley Bryant should be back uh, to do her thing. Um, transfer portal. I know it's it's in every sport. I don't think we lose anyone. I really am looking forward to seeing the talent come back next year competing. Um, Lady Tigers are gonna lead the way, I think, in in, in a lot of things. Um, even our Lady Softball Tigers, they're doing well. Um, I know, like I said last week, we don't talk about them a lot. Um, but we do keep up with how well they have done. Um. They are, let me look and see. I can pull it up. I want to say they, did they lose the series this weekend? As I'm bragging on them, uh, <laughs> they may, and they may have lost the series to Auburn this weekend. 
let's see. Yeah, they did lose the series, uh, but it was a close one. He got 3-5 on Friday. Auburn won. LSU won 3-2, and then they lost one nothing today. Uh, they played that one uh, on the Plains in Auburn. But the Lady Tigers overall are, are sitting pretty well in a, in a good position as well, and I think they're going to make a push. Um, they are seven and eight in the conference, thirty-four and ten overall. So um, they are doing well. They are going to next take on Mississippi State at home. Um, if you get a chance to come out and support, man, go out and support the Lady Tigers. Uh, that, like I said, they are doing everything they can to uh, hold it down, man. So, shout out to them. All right, let's move on to some basketball real quick, man. I want to talk NBA. Uh, the first round of the playoffs is still ongoing. You've got um, Phoenix and the Clippers playing right now. Uh, and then you've got uh, Denver playing tonight. Denver is playing the AFC. Who's the AFC? Uh, Denver and the Timberwolves are playing tonight. Um, but so far, man, we've seen some, I guess you could say, upsets. Um, some games that didn't people, a lot of people didn't necessarily see. Um, the Bucks, the Heat topped the Bucks 130 to 117. Giannis, Giannis. Giannis went down with the injury. Uh, we don't know how long he's out. I hate to see it. Uh, I did now. I did say that I thought that they would, the Bucks would not make the semi, I mean, the finals for the, uh, the conference finals. Um, I was not predicting an injury or anything like that. I didn't care if Giannis was, was playing or not. I just didn't think they were going to be um, up there. Now, if he's out for an extended period of time, they may not make it out of the first round, um, which is dangerous. Uh, Jimmy Butler in the playoffs uh, heats up. Has he, you know, no, for, I guess you could say pun intended. Uh, Jimmy Butler is heating up. And uh, Tyler Hero. Ooh, Tyler Hero is out of the series with a broken wrist. That's a big blow for them. Um, thanks to my man, Julia, for that update. Uh, but, Bam out of uh Bam out of Bayer is gonna be key. Uh, him and Jimmy Butler definitely gonna be key. Uh the Lakers, the Lakers take game one today. Uh 128-112. Whew. Um Pelican fans, I know a lot of y'all don't like the Lakers because of uh uh Anthony Davis, but I think as a league, we can all unite and say we hate Memphis uh just because of how they've acted. <laughs> so uh, with that being said, man, I, I do see – I think this one goes – I say I think seven. I think I said seven the other day. Um, but if, if games are like this, if Memphis can't win the next one in um, in Memphis, this series might be short. This might end in five. I don't think the Lakers sweet, but this one may end in five. And LeBron is – let me look and see what he, he did today. I know he – when I was watching, he didn't have to do a lot. He got he scored. He was twenty one and um, twenty one eleven and five. Uh, he played thirty four minutes. So LeBron not having to play forty plus minutes in the playoff stretch is going to be big. Um, 
Uh, Dave, man, listen, Dave. He 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 put up. Dave said the Kings beat the uh, Golden State yesterday. We are gonna get on that. I'm finna, I'm gonna touch on that too. So, uh, uh, somebody put in here uh, halftime. I think it's fifty nine fifty. Okay, it's fifty nine fifty four. Uh, the Clippers on top of the Suns. Um, I do. <laughs> I hope the Suns can pull it. Nick in here say Europe. I hope the Suns can pull this one off. This might be the only time I'll be pulling for them during the playoffs. Uh, but 76ers, man, 76ers g- jumped all over the Nets, man. They might actually be – they might just be too much. Uh, the 76ers might be a little too much for the Nets. Um, Mikael Bridges is pretty much all the firepower that they're putting in the game. Uh, we all know that Cam Thomas can score, but – can't score on the bench. The Celtics, the Celtics jumped all over the Hawks. Uh, let me go back so I can pull that score up. One twelve to ninety nine. Uh, the Knicks surprised the Cavs yesterday. They won one on one ninety seven. Ironically. And I didn't think about it. Uh, the Knicks have a lot of playoff experience, a lot of playoff exits, but that still counts as experience when you go that versus what the Cavs have, uh, who I think pretty much only have Donovan Mitchell, who has significant playoff experience. Um, I'm not – forgive me for not knowing a lot about their roster, but, yeah, Donovan Mitchell is the only per- – really, realistically, the only person on that team who has extensive uh, playoff experience. So. The Knicks may have the upper hand more than I, you know, saying than assumed here, um, but we shall see. We shall see how that one plays out. Now let's talk about this Golden State loss to Sacramento. Hmm. I said I haven't been saying all season, and it's mostly it was mostly to pick at Chris, um, the defending chumps. Excuse me. The defending champs. Oh, God dang, I did it again. Uh, the defending champs have struggled all season on the road. Um, if I'm not mistaken, on the road, they were, oh, looking here, 11 and 30. 11 and 30 on the road this season. Um, in the playoffs, you have to win on the road if you want to win, especially when you don't have home court advantage. With that being said, they went in game one to Sacramento, and they had a lead. Sacramento came back behind De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk, who have teamed up again from their Kentucky days, um, and they got this thing rolling. They made a comeback. They made a push and outscored in the second half. I'm looking here. That's uh, 71 to 62. Um they outscored them. Uh, the Kings outscored them in the second half and basically were a little bit more physical in getting that win. Steph missed a game time, what would have been a game time three at the end of the game, um, which in no, 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 it doesn't say a lot about. I'm not here saying, oh, Steph is falling off and nothing like that. No, 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 no. But what I am saying, the Kings aren't the Kings that, I'm sorry, the Warriors aren't the Warriors that we're used to that we've seen the last few years. Um, and this Kings team is led by Mike Brown. Mike Brown, who took the cap, who was the coach for the Cavaliers when LeBron 
took them to the finals against San Antonio, I think way back decades ago. Um, he also is a former coach on that same Warriors team. Uh, and when Steve Kerr uh, had back problems and was out, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Mike Brown coached them in a series and led them uh, to a series win. Uh, or I think it was maybe a series or two. Mike Brown is a very good coach who has not gotten the credit he's due. Um, he's pro- he's definitely one of the most underrated coaches in the league. Uh, he, if I'm not mistaken, he comes from that Greg Popovich tree and should, and deserves a lot more respect. Early on, years I'm not years because we hadn't been on years months ago. Uh, we had a conversation here talking about, hey, who is the best coach? that LeBron has played under. And it was, uh, I think it ended up, we ended up saying it was uh, uh, my guy in, in, in Miami. Um, I can't think of it. Eric Spolstra. Uh, but when you look at it, look at the, the coaching, the actual, not necessarily the championships, but the coaching job that was done with the talent that he has had around him. Mike Brown might actually be the best coach that LeBron has played for. The problem is Mike Brown has been in LeBron's shadow. He's been in Steve Kerr's shadow. And now that he's on his own, he's got, I mean, uh, De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk, again, uh, some bonus as well. So I'm not saying, I don't want to, I don't want it to seem like I'm saying De'Aaron Fox is not good. Malik Monk is not good. But when you've taken three different teams, uh, you know, saying you've coached three different teams and have been able to lead them, and and the series is not over, but when you've been able to lead them to some very impressive wins and some very impressive records, it might be time to give him start giving Mike Brown his 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 flowers. Um, let's also not forget Sacramento is the is the three seed here. They're the they have the home court advantage, not the Warriors. So that's some man I, I just want to throw out there. Now let's talk a little football. Let's jump here. Somebody put it up here. Let me go find it. About Georgia. Had a has a D lineman in the portal. Where is it? Where is it? Here it is. Brandon. Threw up here early. Say any word on the Georgia D line uh, bear that uh, entered the portal? I do not have any information on it um, as of now, um, but that would be a huge pickup um, if LSU could pull that out. I don't even know if LSU's. Re- I'm pretty sure they have. Um, <laughs> at this point, LSU would like to have a, a D line coach, uh, but again, uh, there's time to get there. Um, but I did see, uh, that he entered the portal. Um, I'm not sure if he's exactly on LSU's radar as fans. He's definitely on our radar. We're, we're definitely looking forward, um, looking to at least contact him. Uh, but I have not heard much about it. Now spring game for LSU is next Saturday. Uh, we did have a few spring games. Georgia actually just had their spring game this past weekend. Also Ole Miss. And, Preston brought this up. I know you saw Walker Howard at number seven. Lots of LSU folks trying, 
Uh, lots of these LSU transfers like to wear number seven when they leave. Well, yeah, um, and I, I, I did. So Walker actually had a pretty good spring game uh, from what I did see. Um, he threw, I think, two touchdowns, maybe more, uh, some very impressive throws. Uh, so, you know, saying kudos to Walker for doing that, uh, you know, what he did in the spring game. I don't know how much it's going to translate to the season. I think it's still Jackson Dart's team. Um, maybe Walker takes over next year. I don't know, but we shall see. But uh, as far as, you know, saying transferring and getting number seven, I guess if you can't earn it here, why not go somewhere else and take it? Um, but also staying in football, USFL. The USFL has returned um, with some big, big games. Uh, Birmingham, the defending champions, came out yesterday, ended up getting a 27-10 to 10 win over uh, the New Jersey Generals. Um, you've got uh, – whoa, what is this? Trying to pull up the USFL. Um, pull up that thing and it popped up with something else. I, I was all in China with it, y'all. But all right, uh, <laughs> you had the uh, Philadelphia Stars took on the Memphis Showboats. Uh, the Philadelphia Stars took a 27-23 win. Uh, you got the Michigan Panthers uh, led by uh, – what's the quarterback? I think his name's like uh, Shane Love. I have to look up his name. Uh, 29-13 win over the Houston Gamblers. And Love had it. J-Love is J-Love. What is Joy? It's not. What is this kid's name? But he had a game. He had, if I'm not mistaken, it was like three touchdowns. Uh, Josh Love, that's what it is. Uh, Josh Love had three touchdowns. Um, he was uh, 18-20 of 20 for 215 yards. And bam, what a game. Let me ask y'all this. Oh, Julian said about going back about Ole Miss. Don't forget they have Spencer Sanders. Too. I, I know. I just don't think he's going to touch the field. Uh, but anyway, uh, but you're absolutely right. They do have him. Either way, Walker's third, still back at third string. He transferred because he was third string to be third string. Anyway, um, XFL. Let me ask y'all a question in the chat. Y'all let me know what y'all think. Um. You've got the USFL, you've got the XFL, and then you've got basketball playoffs, baseball. This is not a great time in sports. Do y'all like having these spring football leagues? Y'all let me know what y'all think. Um, me personally, I love the spring football. Um, I may not watch it as much, but I love the fact that we have spring football. Uh, and then you've got names that you haven't seen in a while, you got some names that you that you thought could have made it to the NFL that didn't, but now they've got a chance to to make it in two different leagues um, and still make it back to the NFL. Speaking of one of my favorites, you know, what I'm saying LSU guy Derek Dillon, man, friend of the show. Derek Dillon uh, leads the country in kick return yards. He had five kick returns for 130 yards yesterday. Um, shout out to Derek, man. He's going. Uh, he's definitely going to end up on somebody's roster soon. Definitely, he's got to. Uh, 
Um, I know I think he got picked up by Cleveland last year, and it didn't end up working out, but he did get picked up by Cleveland. So um, my man Dave says, uh, I love it. it. gives me more option because basketball games are going to be lesser as the days go by, but there will be some football still around to carry us. Completely agree. Um, you've got spring football wrapping up, which that's not, I mean, scrimmages and stuff is fun, exciting, but, man. Um, but, yeah, this this football, is, it's enough to carry you over until we get to College World Series and then over until we get to, you know what I'm saying, we have to suffer through baseball. <laughs> I know some of y'all are not going to like that. But, now nah, until we, you know what I'm saying, watch baseball until we get to actual more football. So, um, I, I love it. I love it. Um, I would like something I would like to see. I think that would be interesting. Uh, logistically, I know it's, it's kind of hard to do. I would love to see like a, a XFL champion versus USFL champion, something like that, just to see you know get some of these these teams a little bit more action. I don't know, it's some it's some creative, just some some fantasy stuff you make up in your mind. Oh, one thing I do like we talked about it last year with the USFL, some of the technology and stuff they have. Um, it was on display today, so there was a, a pass. It was like third down. Um, and there was a pass that was really close to the line of scrimmage. Uh, they didn't have to pull the chains out and measure anything. There's actually a chip in the ball and the sensor, and they was able, they were able to look at the uh, computers and see, hey, it crossed the line, the ball crossed the line, great catch, boom, move on, keep going. Sped the game up, kept the game going. It was amazing to see. Um, I know we, had t- we talked about uh, – Seeing if the ball crossed the line of scrimmage, crossed the goal line, stuff like that. That is is it's stuff like that that I would love to see uh translate into the NFL. So yeah, they said, oh man, like the old USFL versus NFL, like a football world series without the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, something like that, man. That would be that would be nuts, man. I, I think it'll it'll draw a lot of attention. Uh, the only problem with that is because the seasons are so off as far as um, the XFL is wrapping up and the USFL is is just kicking off. So, uh, of course, they would have to work those things out and, and figure it out. But even if they could play during the same times, that would be mm. – but who knows? Who knows? Um but, fellas, ladies and gentlemen, um, like I said, man, like I put, this is going to be a quick one tonight. I do have one more thing. I got an altar call. So I'm going to do that. Then we can get up out of here. If y'all got any questions, comments, you know what I'm saying, let us know. Appreciate y'all. But let's go ahead and jump into this altar call. Hey, let me let me go ahead and bring this up, man. Let me – um. Read this tweet, man, because it, it was something when I read it, it was it was it was heartbreaking, but it goes to show the kind of world we're we're living in, man. Um so give me bear 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 with me for one second while I bring this tweet up so I read my alt call for y'all. All right. Um So this week off the call goes to uh, those fans out there that thought it was okay to uh, 
send death threats to a 10 year old i know y'all like what yeah you heard me correctly those fans who decided to send death threats to a 10 year old here it is i'm read. so just so y'all know i'm not making this up let me share this screen with you All right, here you go. So uh, this is from Chris Haynes. As you can see, senior insider for uh, for TNT and Bleacher. It looks legitimate. I could be wrong, but it looks legitimate. But let me go ahead and read this tweet. He said, DeMar DeRozan's daughter, DR, was escorted out of Scotia Bank Arena on Wednesday by Bull Security and led to team bus with her father after an NBA notified team of severe online threats directed at the nine-year-old. I said 10-year-old. Directed at the nine-year-old. Sources tell the NBA on TNT and the Bleacher Report. So what did she do? She got pressed and people kind of blew it up because she was screaming when uh, the Toronto players were shooting free throws. Um, it was cute. It was, you know, the, the thing, you know, where where people go in, you shoot a free throw, um, the crowd goes crazy. But it was, it was cute because she was doing it for her dad's team. She was all in. She was bought in. But the fact that people are online threatening the life of a nine-year-old over a basketball game, it's absurd to me. We are already living in a country where gun violence is is so prevalent. Um, people are you, people blame people left and right for for politics. Um, uh, you want to protect your your Second Amendment right. You want to you know you don't want gun legislation, and we don't even bat an eye anymore when kids are killed in schools in school shootings. Um, the first, I mean, school shootings and things like that have always, I'm not going to say always, have been prevalent for a long time. But the biggest thing was, I remember in, in 1998, 99, 98, 99, when Columbine happened. Um, that changed how policing is done um, tremendously. No longer is it wait for the SWAT team to get there. Police are now told to go ahead and enter the building to try to save as many lives as possible. Um, I remember in 2000, I want to say 14, Sandy Hook happened. And I knew just then, this is going to change the world. I said, they're going to do something to change gun legislation to protect our kids. i never forget seeing it. And I called, immediately called my, my son um, to check on him. I just wanted to hear his voice. Um, and then you had Parkland, we've had Uvalde, um, we've had, uh, Stoneman, well, I think that was Parkland, Stoneman Douglas. Um, we've had so many and nothing has happened. Now I'm not saying, Hey, we need to do get political. We need to activate or anything like that. But what I am saying is this country has become a place. So this world has come a place where, Threatening children, the thought of children being shot and killed and seeing those bodies 
or, or the thought of those bodies riddled with, with bullets is desensitized. When we hear there's a shooting, a mass shooting now, the first thing that comes to mind or first thing, how many people died? And if it's a single digit, you say, oh, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. What? That is your response? But hey, again, um, people have said often that, you know, saying the, the thought of bringing up the race card and stuff like that. Let me bring up the race card in, in this. The human race card. Um, we have stopped believing in each other. We've lost humanity. Um, we have to we have to find a, a moral compass and get back there. Um, we have stopped loving each other, respecting each other, and have started loving ourselves more than it is to love someone else be compassionate for someone else um i don't care what religion you are i think in just about every religion one of the first thing is to love thy neighbor love thy brother love each other the way you want to be treated you know saying want to be loved treat each other the way you want to be treated that's the golden rule in life so why is it okay that we're threatening kids over a basketball game i don't know man I might got a little too deep for that one, but that's it, man. That's that's what I got for you. I don't get it. It's stupid. We can hide behind keyboards and say a lot of things. That's what I, I, I'll put it there. We can hide behind keyboards and do a lot of things, say a lot of things. But anyway, man, let's get up out of here, man. I appreciate everybody who tuned in, who watched with us tonight. Um, We'll be back on tomorrow with HBCU Hour, uh, doing a few more recaps of some spring basketball games. Um, I look forward to talking with y'all. We'll be back Wednesday with another episode of the Golden Boot. Um, this show was brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Appreciate y'all for watching, and we'll see y'all soon. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe on Twitter at Golden Boot. On Instagram at Golden Boot. On YouTube at The Golden Boot Pod. On Facebook at The Golden Boot Pod. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.